This episode of the Boss Horse Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support our family of podcasts, head over to patreon.com slash Media or search for us on the Patreon app on your smart device. Thanks for helping us build something better. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Boss Rush Podcast, a great place to play games and be better. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derrick, and alongside me, as always, is the PC Muscle Race himself, Laurent Dawkins. What's poppin'? How's Metroid Fusion, Laurent? Uh, I'm trying to install it right now. Of course you are. Of course you are. Wouldn't, wouldn't be a new Metroid release without Laurent doing it on the on the podcast. <laughs> it's fun, man. Why you, got, why you gotta blast me like that? Uh, because it's what I do. It's, it's Wednesday. It's, it's got to be. Hey, that hey, way. hey, 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 uh, hey! If they keep dropping Nintendo titles, I mean, if they keep dropping Metroid titles on, uh, you know, on the Switch, like I'm going to like just just eat them up. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. You you do you, my friend. Also yeah, so, joining us, like, bring me that bring me that Metroid Zero Mission and bring me that Samus Returns. Zero Mission's coming soon. I'm telling you. I, I man, port of the 3DS game version of metroid 2 would be great also joining us is the mad pharmacist herself stephanie klimov here and paying attention to the podcast and not playing my nintendo switch mm. hey it's <laughs> one of us hey what, what is that with that shade <laughs> hey look laurent's got some metroid to do i've got some farming to do in disney dream life valley it's just that's how it works this is life. All right, so it's just going to be the guests and I talking. So speaking of guests, Corey. Yeah, speaking of guests, <laughs> we have a very special guest tonight. He is the uh, CEO of Steam Deck HQ, a very prominent uh, Steam Deck website that you should definitely check out. Also has some really cool merch that Stephanie has hanging in the background if you're watching Yay! the video version. <laughs> uh, Noah Kupetsky, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you for having me. This is this is awesome. How how are you doing? How, how I know you are quite busy playing some uh, Call of Duty. Uh, trying to. <laughs> yeah. It took about four hours for the download to go through, and I basically tried it for about thirty minutes, and then I wrote two different articles, and then I'm here. <laughs> nice. So not nearly as much testing as I would have liked to do yet, but I'll I'll begin to it. It's it's fine. It's okay. Uh, if you're like any of us, you'll probably just be playing games after this show's over anyway. Or maybe even during. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> well, I don't know uh, if, I'll, if I'll do it during, but after. Nobody's playing games during the show. Definitely no. not Metroid. No, nobody's doing that. I'm, as I look at my Switch sitting here right on the on the desk. Yep. Uh, so, Noah, tell us tell us about you and what you're doing with Steam Deck HQ. It's a really cool website. I mm-hmm. would really like our website to look like that at some point. It's wicked smart. <laughs> I know ours looks like it's from like 2009, which is hey, fine. You've got that. You've got that old style aesthetic. There's nothing wrong with that. That's that's fair. It's but classic. your your website website looks sexy and yo cool. yeah yeah like you took the words right out of my mouth. I was just about to say this looks sexy. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I wish I could take credit for that one, but I actually have a web developer who who put it together. I worked with oh, him. Close he, he deserves the credit for it. He's an absolute wizard. I don't know how we he, should. how, how he has that kind of 
how he's able should, to do oh, any well, Thanks to your guys. website. Thanks to your website, I now know Dealfield Chronicle has removed Denuvo, which means I can now play it because like it was running like absolute garbage when it was on. I honestly I didn't I have not seen many games that have actually removed Denuvo. So I thought that was pretty significant. I haven't tested how the performance is or the performance change on it, because I did review uh Diofield last year, but you know, it's pretty pretty significant that they removed it in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess why, I mean, obviously Steam Deck is, is a hit, right? Or else, you know, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about this, (laughs) but like, why Steam Deck? Like, did you just, obviously everybody's always looking for the next big thing to like Mm -hmm. capitalize on if you're going to go niche and like, not that Steam Deck is niche, but like the con the, what do you call it? A con, would you call it a console? Like the handheld itself is, I would call it a portable PC. Just because I, thanks to the website, I look at things a little, a little bit more technically. So I like to differentiate because it is a full computer. Mm-hmm. Like you can turn it into a desktop computer really easily. And I write like through the desktop mode, half the articles and reviews I write are from my Steam Deck. Yeah. That's... Seriously? Wow. Nice. Nice. That, what yeah, do you do? I you have put it, respect. You, you dock it and hook up like a Bluetooth keyboard no, to it or I, something? Oh, I have, of course, I only have one dock here, whereas my seven other ones are over there. But like, you know, I just hook it up to one of these and there's a bunch of USB slots in the back. I have a I have a a Bluetooth keyboard and mouse that Hmm. goes in through a USB dongle and I just pack it all with me in my backpack and I bring it. Nice. That's that's awesome. I. uh, Man, so, yeah, anyways, Steam. So what what what? enticed you to start doing stuff with the steam deck in terms of building a website and writing articles and reviews and all that stuff i mean you know we kind of do that at boss rush with like the console side but like everybody has a console website at this point right like you really got to work hard to make your stand out and mm-hmm. steam deck still relatively new but steam's been around forever like is this is this just something that you just went for and like okay nobody's really doing Steam Deck stuff yet I'm gonna just do it. Well, so I I'll, I guess I'll talk about what first drew me to the Steam Deck. Uh, for the longest time, I've always been like a PC gamer first and foremost, but there's always something about handheld gaming that just makes games feel so much more worthwhile to play. Like being able to take it wherever you go, and it it was just so enticing. I remember you know, loving my Game Boy Advance, my DS, DSi, 3DS. And then I got a Switch and I loved that it was starting to bring over a console-like experience to the portable, to to handheld devices. Mm -hmm. And as soon as the Steam Deck was announced, I think it was announced actually the day after, or I think it was announced the same day the OLED Switch Mm -hmm. went on sale. Mm-hmm. And I bought it, and then I saw the Steam Deck, and I was like, crap, I'm about to buy another $600 device. Mm-hmm. Why would I do that? Right after the OLED. And I love I love my OLED. I love the screen. But like right afterwards, I was hooked, especially once I could bring over my 4,000 game library over to the Steam Deck right. without buying anything See, else. See, that, that is the really incentive. Better. Yeah. And it, it that's... Great. Yeah, and that's that would be like the big draw for a, a PC gamer, right? Is the, mm-hmm. it's it's essentially like what Xbox is trying to do with their cloud gaming stuff, except 
it doesn't work great at least yeah. where i'm at uh but i would love some sort of portable device that i could bring my xbox library with me right because that's i mean that's mm-hmm. the console i play primarily right is xbox unless i'm mm-hmm. traveling obviously like i i love my switch too right like zelda's coming out soon i'm very excited for that oh, can't wait for that but i think over time as we've been doing the boss rush stuff i've transitioned away from like the nintendo primary console to mm-hmm. the xbox just because i i do like the xbox experience a lot mm-hmm. except like i can only play on my tv after my wife and kids go to bed and so it's very hard for me to like play a lot of games and and really you know while they're awake or whatever because because of that and i have to mm-hmm. turn to my switch so like portable gaming is becoming a bigger, I would say, factor for me at least, uh, in, in trying to get some sort of game time in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, have you played around with any, like any of the? I know that Steam Deck is kind of an open platform. Have you played around with like switching operating systems or moving between? So- so I have I have played around with like putting Windows on there. It's it works and it's gotten a lot more stable since they first brought out the drivers to make uh, putting Windows OS on there compatible. But it's still to me it doesn't compare to the experience that Steam OS brings because of those features that Valve has baked baked into that operating system, like the system wide FSR. I think that's an ingenious move, and that's probably why. Like some of the biggest games I've just released, like Wo Long, that's uh-huh. I I want to say that's probably one of the only reasons why it's able to run as well as it does without completely draining the battery. Uh-huh. It, it's impressive that they that they thought of adding it in, so that so that these big games can play. And right now I'm still I'm still working on trying to get Returnal uh, working, and FSR is a big component in in being able to save on that GPU load. That's causing most of the issues um yeah and you know it's still feasible like i know windows is really the only way you're going to be able to play like game pass games natively like downloading them mm-hmm. it's the only way you're going to be able to do it because it's not compatible with linux or steam os yet mm-hmm. and you know with windows on there now you open the possibility of windows only games like dead by daylight or destiny 2 being able to play them on the console um but to me the pros pros don't outweigh the cons when it comes to switching the OS. Mm-hmm. At least not yet. Yeah, I mean, you just hit the nail on the head because, like, I obviously being an Xbox player, I have Game Pass, and I'm a huge mm-hmm. Destiny player, and like those are the two things I would probably want to play the most since I don't have a mm-hmm. since you know I I think I own like five games on Steam, and yeah. two of them were gifted to me, and one's free to play. So, you know. I can understand. I th- I would say the biggest thing, like you can play your Game Pass games on the Steam Deck. It's just going to be through streaming. So yep. yeah, if, I don't do so that. that's that's going to be especially if you're playing at home and you just can't use the TV. Being able mm-hmm. to stream through XCloud and stream the Game Pass games works really well. So I don't that, have extensive experience, but I I did write a how to article on that, Corey. If you've read it. <clears throat> I did, but my pro- my problem is I don't like streaming, especially when I'm playing something like Destiny that requires okay. a lot of 
That one I I completely understand. It's why Fair. I generally don't play Game Pass games. I'll usually rebuy the games or I'll buy the games on Steam because a lot of the Xbox exclusives are coming to Steam as well. Wait, are the um wait is uh is Destiny like on, is Destiny only playable as a stream game? It's it's, it's only not available playable. on. Oh, oh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's only playable on Windows. Uh, Bungie has not enabled uh, the anti-cheat to work with Linux. Oh, or- that's why. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a whole. Yeah. It's a whole thing that's going on right now. And one of my good friends uh, made a, a change.org petition to get Bungie to to reconsider to see that there is there is demand for it, but. Mm-hmm. I don't, oh my gosh. I have some mixed feelings on it. If if man, if, if they put if Destiny could run natively on Steam Deck, I would have had one three months ago. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. Like it, I don't I think there's a lot of people who would say that. Like I find it very hard to believe that Bungie does not know or does not see the demand. Like I cannot I, fathom a world where they don't. Yeah, I just Oh, I they mean, see it. They see it. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they do. As somebody who covers Destiny pretty heavily, like I just they have a PC audience and that PC audience is pretty hardcore, but I don't think the PC audience is as big as everyone thinks it is. I think that um, and I know their concurrence on Steam have been pretty high since Lightfall came out, Mm -hmm. but I think the people that are playing Destiny want that mouse and keyboard support and the screen in their face. I don't know if those players really want the handheld experience whereas like i would like to grind some strikes and some you know maybe some gambit or something just to rank up and some stuff and power and power level when i have free time because Mm -hmm. like you know if i'm sitting on the couch waiting for something to happen like i would like to play some destiny but i can't because tv's in use right because you know Mm -hmm. daniel tiger and mickey mouse prioritize screen time oh. honestly I, did, I i i prioritize them as well but that's a different story um <laughs> i think that i i think bungie does know they have made statements about the steam deck before because in the beginning a lot of people were calling for it and they did they did mention it there's also specifically battle eye support for linux and proton that they just really need to flick the switch and they haven't done that yet i, I think I think there's something else. I think there's another reason that they can't. And while I don't know what it is, and I'm not going to assume it's, you know, it's something I, malicious or maybe they just don't have the resources to get ready for a Linux, like integrating more heavily from Linux. They have, they have a Linux build or they did have one of the game already. Mm-hmm. So it would be just a simple, a simple move. I think there's yeah. another reason for it. Well, a lot of people that don't play Destiny probably don't know this, but it still runs on the Halo Reach engine, and it's all the spaghetti code <laughs> that just is like bubble gum and taped together, <laughs> like you know. And and I know that they're when the when the final shape hits next year, next February, presumably, they mm-hmm. have three things that are happening with that. One of them is Project Goliath, which we're assuming is all of the previous content coming back into the fold after the final shape. And another one of them is the, they're moving whatever's after the final shape to a new engine, which would theoretically be built to support 
Windows, Mac OS, and Linux. And then therefore, hopefully, put some sort of new anti-cheat thing that Steam Deck supports. Well, the thing is, it's not even new anti-cheat that it needs. The anti-cheat that's there does support Proton and Linux, and all they'd have to do is really just flick a switch. It's kind of like uh, easy anti-cheat, where it is just you send an email to Epic, and they'll just mm-hmm. turn it on. Mm-hmm. So it's I don't think I don't think that like moving to a new engine is going to change their Linux support. It could, and I would love to see it. But like they did have a Linux build since the game ran through Stadia, and Stadia mm-hmm. was Linux based servers. So That's they had true. to have they a Linux version of the game running and running yeah. effectively to be used with Stadia, and it was like one of their flagship titles. Mm-hmm. So. I, yeah. I I think I think there's something else, and it again not assuming I don't think it's anything malicious, but I feel like there's something else that they just can't say, or that they aren't telling us yet, and that's going to inhibit Destiny running on the Steam Deck natively at least for right now. All right, I have one more major question for you before somebody somebody else talks. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I, just I, keep, I, I, I tend to ramble a lot, so I apologize. No, this is good. This is good. I mean, it's it's a podcast, so if you if we weren't talking, that would be a bad show. Um, it's fair. Convince me, as a console gamer, mm-hmm. why I need to have a Steam Deck. I just I I am invested in two kind of three ecosystems already mm-hmm. right i don't play pc games i don't have a huge steam library what what would what would you say to entice a console player be, besides the fact besides the handheld aspect to own a steam deck well the handheld aspect's a big one but yeah. i would say and and knowing you play a switch i think that's a pretty big selling point too i guess the other big one would it be you'll be overall saving an incredible amount of money. Now, when it, when it comes to like buying games on Steam and PC in general, there are significantly larger sales and opportunities to save money on games compared to other major consoles. Uh, for instance, or uh, on top of that, there are bundles like Humble Bundle, where they will actually group together games. Like they have a monthly bundle there that I've been using since they introduced the monthly, like years and years ago. I love it. It's $12 and you're getting a significantly good value. It's like three or $400 MSRP and you're paying 12 bucks to get all of them. And these games can be like ones that were released in the last year. They can be very recent. On top of that, they have these, all these other little bundles. Like there's a new one for uh, International Women's Day. And in that bundle, it's $15. They have Control, Ultimate Edition, which is a $40 experience in that alone makes the bundle worth it. They've got seven other games like Sable, Hellblade, and it's just, it's phenomenal. So all of that together, you're going to be saving a lot of money and being able to build up your game library. That is such a good point, Noah, because that's part of what drove me. Like, I actually reserved my Steam Deck immediately, too, after the announcement. Um, I'm a console gamer. Um, but you know, there's something to be said about like all these games that can be available via one library if you're a PC gamer, but like, I just couldn't justify, you know, like consoles and like a really nice 
high functioning PC. Maybe some can. I just don't have the budget for it. Like I couldn't even afford like all three consoles at one point. I had to unfortunately get rid of one. Um, so I like the portability and I love the fact that, okay, I love my Nintendo. I love my Sony uh, IPs, like the exclusives for the two um, ecosystems. But then I felt like the PC portion is the part that eludes me. And so the Steam Deck not only is portable, but it provides the games I can get through PC at a more affordable rate. Like I don't have to spend thousands of dollars on a fancy PC. No offense. It's just kind of, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's anyway, but uh, that just kind of, Laurent, don't shake your head. Don't shake your head. Laurent, I think you're on mute. Laurent's muted. Yep. Oh. You're muted. How did I get muted? Oh, there you I are. muted you because you were like playing the bongos on your keyboard. And I <laughs> couldn't hear Noah. <laughs> click, clack, click, okay. Clack. My, my, my bad. My bad. Because uh, <laughs> Noah was talking about a lot of stuff and I was, I was frantically looking for all this stuff that he was talking about. Like, like, uh, but why I was shaking my head is like, you know, what I, it was actually a, a head shake in agreement, uh, Stephanie, because like, uh-huh. trust me, I just, I just bought a 3090. I'm still a generation behind, but that's a $1,600 graphics card. Mm-hmm. And you and you and you bought a $600. Gross. You bought a $600 handheld that plays all those freaking games with not too many hiccups. With not too many hiccups. Like I got I got to drop the damn thing in my system. Then I got to tweak it. You know, <laughs> play around with it and all this stuff. And and it's already optimized and ready to go for you guys. So mm-hmm. I will say this: like it's entry level for it's entry level for PC gaming. Yes. If anything, you know, and like Noah says, like with all these freaking like, like man, like on on the humble bunt, like yeah, spend twelve dollars a month for the choice. Like I mean, like Stephanie, I didn't I give you like a handful of games off my choice because I already had them. Like I gave you Mass Effect, yeah, <laughs> the yeah, legendary edition, <laughs> which is playable on the Steam Deck. But <laughs> mm-hmm. insane too. I love I love the Mass Effect trilogy and being able to play that on. I was hoping for years that EA would bring it to the Steam Deck. And then when to- Legendary Edition, I was praying that they would they would announce that there was a Switch version. Nope. Nothing. Being able to yeah, play on the Switch. Trust me, people are butthurt about it not being on the Switch. People look, are butthurt. Look, as a, as a huge Nintendo fan, um, not surprised that EA didn't port a game to the Switch. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> not I will say, I will say, since it was brought up, the Steam Deck is, I would say, probably the best hub for any games overall. It is really the game center for every game ever released on any console. No, um, you're right. I mean, what's really missing, Noah? Like, um, maybe Nintendo IPs because Nintendo doesn't like to share. <laughs> Other than that, well, the good the good thing about that is Nintendo also uses pretty dated hardware, meaning that if you have the games and you're able to dump them. That you can legally emulate them on the console, and the Steam Deck can handle all Nintendo games up to the Switch. Like I, there are Switch games that are running on there really well, and mm-hmm. I have I have a jailbroken Switch, and I dump my I dump my bot games, uh, but it it's surprising how well it handles it, and I've been able to play these big Nintendo IPs all on the same device. On top of that, like PS3 games are starting to get a little bit more playable on the Steam Deck, and much better than it used to be. Like I'm surprised that you can like I was watching someone play Demon Souls on it. I was shocked. And 
you know, of course, Xbox is already integrating the new PlayStation games. PlayStation's taking a pretty heavy stance towards bringing it their IPs to PC. Like The Last of Us is coming mm-hmm. this month. So really, the Steam Deck is also going to be kind of a hub where you can play all these games. All If you can, you know, legally emulate, of course. Nintendo games, Xbox already natively puts their games on Steam. Um, PlayStation is bringing their stuff over pretty quickly. It's it's impressive that it's like kind of a home for everything. Like yeah. there is no mm-hmm. exclusivity on PC gaming in general, but on the Steam Deck, you're bringing it with you. Mm-hmm. And that's something I like to highlight. Oh my god, you give me you give me FOMO now because I don't have one, and I and I've been wrestling with myself about whether I should or should not get one. You, and and you of all people are the person that should have one out of the I, three of us. I know, I know, but the problem is, like, right when I said I'm ready to get a Steam Deck, they turn around and say, "Oh, Steam Deck Two is in development." I was like, "Oh shit, let me wait." Never don't listen to that. They I actually just wrote an article about it. they had a, a Lawrence Yang and Pierre, um, th- who are both you know engineers and developers at, at Valve who worked on the Steam Deck, had an interview on Rock Paper Shotgun. And at the end of it, it was like a little, it was like one sentence, and it was right at the end. And I'm surprised that wasn't capitalized on more. They went on to say there is no next generation Steam Deck, at least for the next few years. Interesting. Oh, okay. And and I wanted to highlight that too. There's so many people who talk about like the next hardware revision for the Steam Deck or like Steam Deck killers. And I personally have issues with that because it kind of diminishes, you know, what's in front of us right now. And especially with that comment, it's it's essentially saying, you know, they're they're talking about something that's not for a few years out, and people might be missing out on something pretty amazing. So yeah. here, here I am back on the back on the landing page for the Steam Deck on Steam now. <laughs> I'm spending that six hundred and fifty dollars. Like uh, I'm have to sweet talk a few people. Hey, hey, Corey, uh, oh. what's what's going on, man? You gonna pay for my PAX trip, Leron? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I know. A, I know a certain college professor. I might be able to oh, sweet no. talk. Oh, no. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think I think for the money that you're paying, you're getting a device that you can bring with you where you're you have the ability to play any game across any console to some degree without much of a hassle. And I to me and oh, on top of all the games that we just talked about, if you really want just free games in general, you can put on the Epic Game Store and play games through through Epic and they give new free games every week. Mm-hmm. So like you're able to build up your PC library with just a hundred dollars. You could probably, you could probably like, you you said you have like five games on steam. You could probably get to at least 50 or 60 easily just from, just from humble bundles, the free games from Epic and the deals that come out on top of emulation, which thousands, and, if you decide to go to the you know, retro consoles and game boy advance and all those. Mm-hmm. And PC gaming deals are insane. I mean, I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would say it's worth it just for the amount of money you're going to be saving. And if you ba- and you can also buy the base version if you want to not spend six hundred dollars on the five twelve gigabyte. You know, you could buy the four hundred dollar base version. You can and Valve has like how to manuals on how to open it up. You can take out the SSD inside and put in. Uh, a new one as long as it's the same form factor and really expand it without needing to spend the initial 650 if you're like 
you know, not a hundred percent into it, but you like the idea. You just don't want to spend, you know, that much money. Yeah. At least in the initial. Oh, well, I mean, if I got one, I would get the best available one. I wouldn't, I'm not going to, you know, it's fair. That's what I did. Hey, I got the, I got the, the little guy because I can't afford. <laughs> I know, the, but it would, it would really bother me that I knew there was something better out there. But I got, I got an SD card and I took care of it. So it's all good. There's still some good way. To... It's, it's also a good like workout. Do the arm curls. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> it, it's a bit big, but I get it. It's like you said, it's, it is a portable PC. So I got to keep that in mind that it's not like the switch. It's light, like a feather for a reason. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it's too big or too, too okay. heavy, at least for me, but definitely you can definitely feel it if you're comparing the two. Oh, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. I would say maybe the only knock I would have against it right now is the screen. I really do wish the screen was was OLED. It is a night and day difference. Like I was, was I just got the uh, Nreal glasses, which are uh, these augmented reality glasses that you can actually plug into the Steam Deck and it'll project the screen uh, on in your eyes. Um, and they use OLED in there, and it's it's a night and day difference. Like I can't, I, I remember using it for the first time then taking him off, going back to my deck and just kind of just feeling sad. <laughs> I was just like a little bit sad. And luckily there are like, there are plugins as well, like Decky loader, which is a plugin uh, framework. You can inject into it pretty easily. Uh, they have a plugin where you can increase the vibrancy of, of the overall UI and screen and it good translates into games and it gets really close to like what the color contrast looks like for OLED. So at least they have that. If you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media, and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support. Cool. Well, thank you for educating us on, well, me, I guess, on the Steam Deck. And <laughs> I don't know. I, I will, I'm going to put a pin in it because there's a lot of other things coming up that I need to pay for like maybe a house soon but oh you know that that might be a little bit more important yeah your real house not your fantasy disney dreamlight valley house but nope, yeah that's real nope. Which well, runs you got the best on the steam deck it does does it run great it, it runs decently i when i i got it when it first came out and i mm -hmm. played it and i was able i was able to play comfortably at 30 and 40 was a little bit of a stretch but it was possible uh, though by by now the sheeter cache has come out and there's been updates so I'm sure it runs better but it was playable for sure great because it runs like trash on the switch um yeah but it runs great on Xbox series X and s so it will definitely be a better experience in the switch I can guarantee that great uh it's it's pretty bad on the switch although they put a patch out and it runs better but still when I'm trying to plant more than like five crops it like sometimes it hard locks and I have to That's restart. No. No. You'll definitely have a better experience on the deck. Yeah. Well, we're <laughs> glad you're here. Thank you for joining us. Uh we are, you know, thank you for joining us 34 minutes into the show. 
Um, <laughs> Sorry. Like I said, I ramble. I remember you asked me about why I started Steam Deck HQ, and and I have <laughs> I didn't even touch on that. Yeah. Why did you start Steam? Why, yeah. <laughs> let's let's go there. Why did you start Steam Deck HQ? So I got my I got my Steam Deck in May, and I loved it. And being a PC gamer already, I was accustomed to always configuring already. You know, that's mm. something that I I do just on my PC. I always under under configure because I don't want to push my my desktop pc that hard even though i have like a 3080 i've got i've got the i've got the parts i got the power i just don't like utilizing it all that much i always like to save it just in case so you know that's something i was always accustomed to and then i see seeing that i I started getting into the steam deck subreddit because i was so excited for the device and i had been following it for a while and i learned about uh share deck which is another site that uh, is very community driven or completely community driven where people can post their own uh, builds, their own collection of settings to make games run the way that they say it'll run with those settings. And I remember on that site seeing uh, two, uh, uh, two setting lists for Horizon Zero Dawn, which said they were able to play the game at 40 frames per second smoothly with a TDP limit of eight, which absolutely insane that's that's not easy that was very hard to do and definitely not a tdp of eight especially at like the medium preset that they said they could use so i started to see that pop up a little bit more i think it's gotten better now but i started to see that a little bit more where they were they were just posting these kinds of claims and you know couldn't be verified because it was all community driven so i was like huh wouldn't it be great if someone would actually just test these games um so I thought about that for a little bit, but the real kicker was actually the Steam Deck verified system just not being super accurate. Like, yes, it's good to see which games are verified and which aren't, and some of them are really great, but there are games that were unsupported or marked unsupported that work flawlessly. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the longest time, Resident Evil 3, the remake, was marked as unsupported, yet I was playing it perfectly on the Steam Deck mm-hmm. without really any sort of changes. Like th- that engine is incredible, by the way. I'm very excited for the Resident Evil 4 remake. But you know, it was I, I saw like some of these some of these issues that like where a community could just post whatever they wanted, and um, Valve their testing was very closely guarded. It's not really transparent. I don't know how they test, and I started to see those cracks. Like Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, like that entire collection is verified. But number two specifically has insane graphical artifacting when trying to use like half of the moves that you can. Like it just, it makes the game unplayable. Like you can't really enjoy it. And why it's verified, there's there's no reason. That should be an unsupported game because you can't really play it. So seeing, seeing those and I had spent also like about a month trying to get Kingdom Hearts running on the Steam Deck. And I was able, I was able to get it. And Kingdom Hearts three was like a crapshoot. And I was able, and I figured it out by just some sheer luck. But I love doing it, so I decided to. That's what started me on the on the on the role of of creating Steam Deck HQ. I also had in my mind that like if I was going to do as well, I'd want to try creating multiple different lists of settings so that people can choose pick and choose like if they want to focus on saving as much battery life as possible if they want to focus on like frame rate because you know for some like first person shooters you want 
you know, the extra frame rate. It's almost a necessity for most of them, like, like Doom or Produce. And you know, also give a build for like quality if people want to uh, push the visual fidelity to the highest that they possibly can. Without all of this, while keeping in mind that you're not going to completely burn out the Steam Deck. And I think that's something that I still don't really see many people uh, take into consideration is that portability factor, the battery life, and trying to keep the deck you know, surviving for as long as possible, which as someone who loves portability is something that I tend to prioritize with all my builds. So that's kind of how, how it started. And now it's, it's something that I didn't expect it to be. That's awesome. That's yeah, that is awesome. Um, I, that's exciting and also kind of jealous, but that's okay. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely surprised. Like I, I, I had a feeling it was going to be like moderately popular after seeing like how well share deck was doing. And then there's other competitors like gaming on Linux who does, you know, his own, his own stuff and, and mm-hmm. mainly works with steam deck now and uh steam deck life and and they're incredible as well like being like i i was i made a a post today about just how insane that rise has been and i compared uh using that same website using similar web i compared like the public statistics of my website versus theirs and i was shocked to see how much higher it was like compared to them i'm blown away by by that and you know, it's and having these insane opportunities like working with Square Enix and Koi Tecmo. Like I, nice. I was able to review well long, you know, prior wow. to release and same with Fatal Frame. And it, it's been it's been such an insane experience. And then there's packs in E3 and I'm just. And of course, uh, I just announced we just announced a partnership with a prominent uh, Steam Deck YouTuber who makes a set of tools that I think everyone Ooh. should use the games that are uh are hard locked or via performance with with memory issues so it's it's been pretty i'm i'm blown away by the reception and and the the support from everyone and it's it's hard to put into words sometimes because i never not only did I bookmark your page like like 15 minutes ago now your now your page is added to my home screen well thank you I'm, wow, I'm, you just found a way for you just found a way for me to frivolously spend money because uh <laughs> I, I i guess i know what i'm doing for myself for my birthday <laughs> well i yeah i i was i did come on here to convince someone so um yeah. well i mean <laughs> it's, it's, it's like <laughs> okay you might not have got Corey, but you de- well i mean i was i was practically like one foot in the door anyway so you know like it, this is just like it's just like no get out there hey you know a win's a win i'm not i'm not gonna swear. <laughs> win's a win <laughs> Here, here's the thing if if money was no object i would have had one already let's be clear about that it's mm. you know prioritizing other things plus like between this podcast and our Nintendo podcast and the Destiny podcast that I run, like there's, you know, you know, probably better than we do that prioritizing stuff for a business is, you know, that's got to take precedent than, oh, mm-hmm. looky, a new toy to play with that I will probably never use, but I have the money to buy it. <laughs> so, oh, no, also, I, I, think, I, 
Totally get it. Especially, especially nowadays I'm running, like there are so many things that I have to do. Like even today, I still have about six or seven games on my review docket that are just, they're just keys that were sent to me and there's still some that are coming in. It's, it's a wow. It is. And I, I, I totally get prioritizing. I believe that like any gamer, if, if you are someone who likes to play games, the Steam Deck should definitely be at the top of your list. I, yeah. It's almost invaluable just as a gaming device, being able to do what you can do with it, thanks to emulation and saving money on just a plethora of games that, again, with backwards compatibility as well, you're able to play games that were released on Steam in 2004. Yeah, I think Valve did did it right. And I don't usually buy new things like day one or generation one. But like Mm -hmm. I see this being like an actual long lasting success over. I forgot what the latest example was. Was it Linux? Stadia. (laughs) No, not Stadia. Linux. They had they're like, oh, we came out with a handheld, but it's only cloud gaming. Oh, the Logitech. Logitech. Sorry. Sorry. Not Linux. I don't begin with an L. Logitech. Like looks cool, but it's Android based. But yeah. it's all it's all cloud. Exactly. Well, you know, Stephanie, I don't think I, I don't think I ever asked you this question, Stephanie. What what made you decide to get the Steam Deck? Because you were an early adopter, technically. Oh yeah, I pre-ordered. That's either that same day it was announced or within that week after yeah. Hammond and Hahn. Because yeah. I also ordered the Steam Deck, so money. Um, it was the fact that I always kind of looked at PC gamers, but I'm like, I don't think I could ever be a PC gamer, but. I always see like Steam having like these great sales on these really amazing games. It could mm-hmm. be because I, I start off as like a little Zelda Nintendo only fan, and I really want to expand my gaming horizons in the most efficient way possible. And by getting Nintendo Switch, PS5, Xbox Series X, and a gaming PC was not financially sustainable for me. So when I saw Steam Deck come out, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a hybrid of like my two favorite things. The portability, which, for example, my Nintendo Switch, I now play way more handheld than I do dock, just personal preference, and mm-hmm. access to Steam Library. I feel like once I have Steam Library and Nintendo, I feel like I have access to like 99% of the games that are out there. So that's what said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to get, I felt like getting the Steam Deck would kind of complete my gaming experience in an affordable manner. Well, no, 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 no. Like the, like the hardware I think is the, is the biggest, is the biggest, uh, well, is the, is the hardest level of entry. Like the hardware itself, like, you know, spending the money on it, you know, like, and you know, whether you spend the $400 for it or the 530, I feel like I'm a freaking salesperson for this thing right now. It's crazy. I don't have one, <laughs> but whether you spend the $400 for it, the 530 for the mid grade model, the 650 for the high end model and stuff like that, you know, that's your biggest, that's your biggest roadblock right there. But once you get that, you're on, you're on your way. You know know, that and I'm I'm just not a a tech person like if you're a PC gamer and you know how to work around a PC the world's your oyster you can plug and play and adjust I just I don't have that gift (laughs) I'm sorry that's why I just got attached to consoles because it's plug and play and Steam Deck's kind of like that but with the ability to customize if you want and that's where I'm like well I'm an early adopter of the Steam Deck so I'm gonna be that person on Boss Rush that writes about the Steam Deck and I I put out a couple articles like how to install um 
the Xbox cloud gaming. And let me tell you, Noah, when I first went to desktop mode, I was terrified. I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope I don't like break this thing. <laughs> she was, she was because was uh, you were trying to, <laughs> yeah, because uh, because what was it? You're playing, you're trying to play Monster Hunter with it, right? Yes, yeah, yes. I <laughs> yeah. Well, it was fun though. It was fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Once I kind of got <laughs> got over the hiccups, you know. I no, I have one question for you, and this is this is more of a very selfish question. Uh, is Dead Space playable yet? Dead Space it remake is. playable yet? It it huh? actually is. I would say it's way more playable than I expected, even when it first released. I was shocked that I it it was actually in. It was a weird one because there were there were spots where it would dip, but for in most spots, it was actually able to get up to sixty, and I was mm. away by that. I, I can play it in 30, 40, 45 frames no, per second if it's if it's on you, the handheld. If you limit to 30, yeah, playable easily. If <laughs> yeah, you, if it's if on the handheld, I can play in 30. Though I, I believe it's something it's one of those games I need to I need to look back into because the shader cache came out for it and yes. uh, mm. a lot of times that will boost that will boost performance. Um I'm sure by now like 40 frames per second is very possible without you know breaking the system. Yeah. But yes, if you're going to play at 30 and you're fine playing at 30, it's playable. Hands down. I already wasted yeah, my shader <laughs> caching joke last week with, with Kara. I feel uh, like I yes, you did. Anything. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> so, oh, man. Good times. Man, we, 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 could talk, we could talk all night about this. Like, I mean, we screw can. Screw those other topics. Screw those other <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, no, because I, no, like, I, I, I do not need to impulse buy. Like, I need to. Whenever I, I've always told myself, whenever I spend more than two hundred dollars on something, I always just stare and and, and, mm-hmm. and just weigh it out because you know Fair. you never know. And it's not like it's not like I'm just some broke ass motherfucker or something like that. But you know, you never know when you spend that two hundred plus dollars. Like the next day, something could go wrong, and you're like, man, I needed that money. <laughs> no, I, I t- hey, money is money. It doesn't matter if you got a lot of it or not. It's still money. I totally. Yeah. No, if you have if you have any questions, I'm more than happy to answer. Mm-hmm. You 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 about to be my best friend. <laughs> you, I'm putting you in my tw- in my Twitter circle. <laughs> that's that's why I came on here. My Twitter was, circle right. does not have adult content, by the way, so you don't need to be afraid. <laughs> that's questionable. Ron likes Shut to post up. shirtless pictures of himself after Shut he works up. out. Uh, so fat. Look at my look at my guns and my pecs. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sweaty from They're working so out. They're so flabby right now. <laughs> They're so flabby right now. Don't even. Let me take it at this angle where I look better and the sun's glistening off my, my okay, body. Okay, do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, no shame in that. You know your angles. Yeah. My angle is dark with, you know, something. To no cry. light. <laughs> it's the outline of a pillow. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Paper bag with holes cut out. But by, by the way, Corey, I'm I'm sorry if I I'm sorry if I I think I'm probably low key hurt your feelings the other night. Probably when we were talking we talking about sleeping arrangements for packs, and I was like I was like you you sound you, you look like you're a snorer. I'm I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, I don't I don't remember. It's fine. Honestly, you kind of you Stephanie, you kind of remember how he kind of like re- replied to that question oh, right? when you were texting me. Oh, I was just joking. Yeah. I I snore like a motherfucker. I don't care. Oh, okay. Okay. I just learned recently that that's, I snore. For the longest time, I thought I didn't, but apparently I do. And that's now, that's why when anybody ever offers me to like stay in their hotel room or stay over, I'm like, I don't think so. And most of it is like, 
I snore and you know sometimes when I'm dead tired it gets louder sometimes when I'm not that tired it doesn't happen at all but just to play safe I don't you know I don't want to put anybody through any kind of like oh that fucker snoring I can't fucking sleep (laughs) yeah I I went I went the safe route I actually got an Airbnb for me and my my crew so we we all have our own separate rooms and I I mostly do that for my own protection I really don't want to snore and get them pissed I should look up an Airbnb. That was the first thing I did. Like those, I, I, I like hotels and obviously the hotels are going to be closer, but I don't mind. And I was looking up the distance from the, from the center. It's going to be like 15 minutes. I want to say. Oh, are you like in the Alston, Brighton, Braintree, Quincy, like any of those neighborhoods? It's possible. I honestly don't remember. Sorry, sorry. Just because <laughs> no, I'm in the area. Okay. Let me know. No, I, I, Let I, me know. I can hook you. I'll tell you the best neighborhoods that make it easy for you to get to the convention center. Come on. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I already booked it. But... Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I mean, maybe, oh, maybe for next year if we get invited back. I was um, uh, I was talking to my boss who is from, the, from that area as well. I was like, yeah, I'm trying to go, but it's like really expensive. And like... I'm still trying to look for something cheaper. And he's like, well, oh, you should just, you know, he's like, you should stay somewhere that's on the, the T train line and you uh-huh. can ride the train into the city. I'm like, okay, yeah. okay. The red line. That's smart. You're welcome. I'm, I'm going with, I'm hoping Uber is a plenty there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least, at least enough. No, it's as long not, as like, you're walk. within the city area, greater Boston area, you're fine. Once you get into the burbs where I live, like I'm 50 minutes from the city, it you mm-hmm. will not find an Uber driver anywhere. But as long as you're close to the city, you're fine. I would say I, I'm I'm hopeful because, again, I'm like 15 minutes away from the center mm-hmm. in the – what direction? West. It's all right. You know what? You've got, you've got, you've got, I'll look, I'll look it up because I won't, I, I should, I should probably know. You've got to hook up, you know, as long as some of your friends can fit in the trunk. Cause I only have a sedan, but if you, if you're in a pinch. I was was also thinking about driving cause it's way cheaper, but I don't know if my car, like my car bothers me. Like as my car gets older, it like bothers me. I'm worried about like not making it there or making all, all cities suck to drive in, but Boston really sucks to drive in. I know. I I I do not recommend it. I did it the last two times I was there, and it was. Did you hate it? I kind of hated it, but (laughs) I could look. Driving in New York is worse than driving in Boston, though. So anything in New York is worse, though. Come on, that's driving in New York has to be near impossible. But yeah, let let me tell you about driving in LA. That's fun. No, you're just sitting there going five miles an hour. It should be easy. (laughs) No, here's the problem, though. That part is easy. The part that makes it hard is that everyone else in California does not know how to drive. Ooh. That's that's where it starts getting difficult. Like that's I've been fair. I've been cut off way too many times driving down the 101. And I also learned recently that most people don't call freeways like the and then the number. They'll usually say, you know, the number or highway or something like that. I think it's mm-hmm. a California thing. As far as California. I know. California. Weirdos out west. Oh, thanks. Um, anyways, welcome. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I take it a little a, personally, but it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> You'll get over it. It's fine. Uh, you have a successful website. Smile. Um, <laughs> but uh, no. Oh, oh, oh wait, 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 did we, wait. Did we ask the question? Like, how how long has how long has your website been around? Did uh, we ask mid, that question? 
I don't think so, but I started it mid June of last year. So it's been about oh wow, okay, eight or nine months. Has it? Yeah, no. Like I think this is its ninth month now. So good shit. No, yeah. I, 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 I was celebrating here because being accepted as press for E3 after yeah. not being active for more than a year to me that's a huge achievement. So I was, I'm still celebrating that today. I'm gonna go get ice cream after this. Nice. <laughs> Here's to that. <laughs> I'm trying not to uh, eat terribly, but it's not working. Uh, See, I'm, I'm trying not to as well because I want to be packs ready, but I, want I also just had a, I just had a piece of cake earlier, so I'm definitely. <gasps> what kind of cake? It was like this. It was chocolate and strawberry cake. It was like chocolate with like strawberry filling, <sighs> and there was like mm. yum oh, yum. So I had a good. brownie with caramel in it today. It, just brightened my life. I had egg whites and turkey sausage and two bananas. Gross. That's just hey, a look at you. Hey, look at you, Corey, being responsible. That's what I eat every morning for breakfast. And then I had a salad for lunch. And then I came that's, home that's, and had breakfast. It's not a bad had, breakfast, though. No. And then I came home and had breakfast for dinner because, you know, grocery I, I don't know why. I can, ne- I can never do breakfast for dinner. It's just not something that I enjoy. Oh, it's the best. Like I, I get it, and I love breakfast food. Don't get me wrong, but whenever it's dinner time and I see breakfast, I'm like, it's not morning. Why do I yeah. want? This? I don't want this. It's, it's fine. So. Um, <laughs> by the way, pro tip for packs: uh, triple up the clothes that you take because there are some smelly people in there, mm-hmm. and then you end up leaving, and you feel like you. Smell, smell like those or feel like those people and then you, like when i went the last time i i took two showers a day at least and one day we went back to the hotel because we were going to lunch with some people that we met up there and i took a shower mm-hmm. in between so i ended up taking like eight showers in three days because it just felt so gross hey you know what Honestly, maybe you won't that's... smell anything everyone will be wearing masks <laughs> hmm. Oh yeah, that's... honestly, that's the main reason why. Like, I'm I don't just jump to go to cons because, like, just I used to go to a bunch. Of, uh, yeah, I used to I used to go to a bunch of anime cons, and just imagine, just imagine. Uh, yeah, no, I I can. I and I mean, I've been I went to E3 in 2018 and 2019. I went as you know the public, but I I went. It wasn't. I don't think it was that bad when I went, but I can understand like it being like closer quarters like that. You know, that's got to be much, much more difficult, though. Hopefully it won't be as bad. Again, this is my first this is my going to be my first convention going as press. So this is going to be an experience. And we've got like a bunch of scheduled appointments there. And I'm, I don't know exactly how it was going to go, but I'm hoping they're not going to be as like close quartered as like going to booths just publicly. Mm. I'm hoping. I don't know. I have no idea what to expect. You'll uh, you'll have a good time. I think you're I mean you're probably going as non-Nintendo coverage, so I think you'll be fine at most booths. Uh the Nintendo booth is always the busiest, which is what I'll be doing. There, is there a Nintendo booth at PAX? Mm-hmm. I thought there Yeah, is they're going a, they're gonna have a booth there. Is, there. It's E3 that they're not gonna have any presence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, I'll I'll still hopefully stop by, but no, because of the Steam Deck, you know, it's not really Nintendo based, so my focus isn't going to be hitting up Nintendo's booth at all. Yeah, I have, there's n- there's no just stopping by the Nintendo booth. You better get ready to stand in line for two hours, stay yeah, in no, there for as long as you can. 
I'll have one of my reps do that. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I've got so I've got I'm still scheduling appointments. I think the first one is literally 9 a.m. on the morning of the of of the first day. I think it's yeah. with Deer Villagers because they're announcing a new IP, and I wanted to get in there immediately. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I'm excited, but also 9 a.m. is early. <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking to a couple people to try to get us to see certain some games that I don't know if I'm allowed to say or not. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll tell Stephanie off air, but um, yeah, I'll stay in the dark. It's fine. Yeah. Well, speaking of Steam Deck, Noah, what are you playing? What am I playing right now? Yes. So I since since I just finished the review today, I was playing Fatal Frame, the the new, the new one. Frame. Yeah, and and I and I'm not great when it comes to horror games, like I'm very skittish, and it got yep. me bad. That the atmosphere that they created in it is so well made, like it it legitimately. I was playing in the morning, lights were on, and I was freaking out. <laughs> they did. They did a great job with it. And I, w- I would say maybe my only thing is like the controls are a little bit jank. Like it, it feels weird to control your character and the camera movement from time to time. Yeah. But well, one, I mean, that's just fatal frame. That's not a steam deck problem. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, once, once everything just clicks and you're just in, in the game, you're in the story, in the atmosphere, it's, it's wonderful. So I, I mean, I don't, I think, what is it? $50. I think it, it released now. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, I mean, I would I'm say not a... wait on a sale for it. Like, I like the game a lot. Would I buy it? Probably, but I also have a problem with collecting games, so I would buy it no matter what. But it's 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 an experience, and I would say like on sale would definitely be more worthwhile. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I know a couple of people are trying to get it on Switch. I'm like, nah, I don't know. I don't know I mean, anything. It might be okay on Switch because on the Steam Deck it runs at sixty frames per second pretty easily. So I bet it's it can ha- handle its own on Switch. Yeah, I just at this point I'm really cautious about people <laughs> buying things that don't say Nintendo on the label on the Switch at this point, unless it's like maybe an indie game, I guess, a smaller indie game like Sea of Stars or something. I can't um, wait for Sea of Stars too. That, that one, cool. I've I've talked to Sabotage a little bit about it, so I'm I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I actually emailed them yesterday about it. So yeah, it, I'm I'm excited to see how it's going to how 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 it's going to be when it comes out. I love the demo on the Switch, mm-hmm. and I've already gone like talked to them about Steam Deck support, and they've already put me on the list for when the game is ready to have keys sent out for it. And I'm I'm very excited. It's probably going to be one of my favorite games this year, I believe. Yeah. yeah Especially since Chained Echoes last year was incredible. Like they yeah. they did damn good work on that. Yeah. Um, I also I also want to know how Sea of Stars connects to the Messenger. Oh. Because they're <laughs> in the same universe. That's right. So they are. The Messenger is pretty. Now pretty I want good. to go back and play the Messenger. Uh, you should play the Messenger again. It's I mean, a good one. I want to. I want to, but I have so many games I still <laughs> I need to get through. I think I'm I'm still playing through it right now, but I'm doing a preview uh, for Gripper, mm-hmm. which is essentially uh, Think Fury, 
but you're on a motorcycle and that's essentially what gripper is mm. and it's it's a lot of fun uh but i still need to i still need to write that one out i'll either be today or, or tomorrow or wednesday um but dredge is also one that i've been playing a lot recently i highly recommend uh people check it out it is such a good game i love it <laughs> uh and i mean i could go on i've been i play so many games now i've been yeah, playing please, a lot. i mean if you have something else you want to talk about please <laughs> well where where do i begin um <laughs> I mean, I've been playing. I've been I've been going back and forth with Wo Long just to check up on it. And it's gotten more stable thanks to the preview build of SteamOS, so that one is more enjoyable. Uh, I'm starting to get Returnal to a stable 40 frames per second without breaking the deck, which is exciting because I don't think anyone has covered it or even reported any sort of performance gains from it. Because the reason why it doesn't perform well is due to a GPU load, which is not easy to reduce through, you know, any extra means. So being able to do it the way I have and get it down to a playable frame rate is really exciting. So I've been playing that. Uh, I need to start, I got the, I was sent the Castlevania expansion for Dead Cells. Mm. I need to, I need to get on that. Um, so bravery. good. Yeah, I've, I've, it looks incredible, and I love Castlevania. So, I was very excited that that like I got. I was I didn't know I was in contact with the PR rep or the PR reps that that were handling the game. So when I got an email, I was like, "Oh, okay." So <laughs> that was that was really exciting. And I'm I I know once I started, I'm not going to be able to stop. So I'm trying to do a little bit before getting into it. Um, yeah. Cat. Uh, Oh, I was going to comment on Dead Cells real quick. I so everybody knows I I hate roguelikes and procedurally generated stuff and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But Dead Cells, it, well, <laughs> I so I actually played about fifteen hours of Dead Cells, which is a lot for a roguelike for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dead Cells will always hold a special place in my heart because it was the first game I ever covered, quote unquote, as press with the old group that i used to podcast with and mm-hmm. i got to interview their developer at the <laughs> at the nintendo booth at pax i interviewed him and that's still one of the highest viewed videos i ever did and mm-hmm. so dead cells will always be important to me in that way and i i hope the castlevania stuff is good i really do no, i i've i've heard great things and it looks incredible I'm very excited to get into it. Um, other than that, I did just get a game that I need to start covering, Bravery and Greed. Team 17 has been one of my favorite developers to cover on the Steam, or publishers, I guess would be more accurate, to cover on the Steam Deck. Like Their games so far have just been hit after hit for me. I've, I've been loving it. Dredge is one of their games, Bravery and Greed. Sunday Gold was one of my favorite games of last year. Um ship of fools was really good as well and it's just one thing after another with them um trying to think i'm sure if i pulled up my deck i could just look through and immediately say exactly which games i've been playing oh the trails to azure i played that for a hot hot minute as well which that is the steam deck is probably the best way to play that series that series is so text heavy but is fantastic (laughs) 
if if you enjoy JRPGs at all, there's no reason you shouldn't be playing the Trail series. It's just so well made, and I love the way that all the games kind of connect to each other. They all have their own like individual arcs, but they there's so many little references that you don't need to know the other games to enjoy the game. But if you played the other ones, you're gonna be like, oh my, look at that, that's so cool. So in in Azure, like the first the first like 30, 45 minutes of the game, they already reference like two other games in the series. And I thought that was I just thought it was awesome. That's cool. I like when games do that. Right? I attribute it like the way I describe it, think of it kind of like the MCU of JRPGs. Mm. That's kind of that's kind of the way they operate. Like mm. they they have a lot of guests. Like I think the sixth or seventh character introduced in this game, Azur, is one of the big characters from the second Trails game. And, you know, the the one that just released is number five in the series. So it was just like an immediate, they just bring him in out of nowhere, like without any sort of, with any sort of context, just like, and, and it's not like you need the context, but seeing him after playing the other games, it's like, oh, holy crap, look at that. It's like a really it's like it's a cool way to integrate all the the stories together even though it spans across i want to say like nine or ten different games right now and they're coming out with three others or translating them and bringing them over now that's cool uh is 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 that all you've been playing well that you want to uh, talk about or I mean, I can always, I can always find more, but I mean, I, it, it would be an endless, endless list of tons of games that I'm constantly trying and playing. So <laughs> I'll, I'll probably stop it there just for everyone's sanity. All right. Uh, Stephanie, what are you playing? Well, do you want to hear about Dead Cells DLC Return to Castlevania? <laughs> Cause I finally got to, I finally get to talk about it. So I played it and I loved it. I mean, it's you know, Dead Cells is already great. I also am not a big fan of roguelikes, but the gameplay is almost flawless from, from the base game. And just adding the Castlevania flavor to it was great. I love the, the sprites for Alucard and all that. And um, the two biomes, the castle outskirts and Dracula's castle, it just really brings me back. I love the like seeing the old enemies return. Um, and the new weapons that you have, like the Bible and the cross and the holy water, it's just an amazing combination of Dead Cells and the Castlevania IP. So, you know, put a lot of hours into it. It's just a lot of fun. And I played that on my Steam Deck, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then speaking of Steam Deck, I tried to play Romancelvania. Which is not as good. Um, tried. Tr- well, see, see, here's the thing. I wanted to play it on my Steam Deck, um, so I paid for it. I downloaded it, and I got like five minutes in, um, and it just was a blank white screen. So, what Romanceovania is? It's supposed It's supposed to be a Castlevania-like game but it's really not but it's but it actually more so is a dating sim romance game but it's like a pair so it's a parody off of castlevania because you play as dracula okay Mm -hmm. and you go and you 
fight your skeleton minions because they're making fun of you for being dumped and you were like in a depressive state for a hundred years. And because you're in a depressive state for a hundred years, the whole balance of life and death is whatever. So mm. this death guy is like, dude, you need to get laid. You need to like get back into your groove. So we're going <laughs> to put you on a dating show and like pick someone so you can go and start like killing people. It's just like so insane, this premise. And that's what made me get it because I'm like, I need to see how ridiculous this is. So the Castlevania part where you walk around and kill, it's its awful. It's absolutely terrible. And it's atrocious. But I was looking forward to the hilarious hijinks of being a Dracula and dating. Um, but again, like the part where it transitions to the dating show, like here we're go- here we go. It just keeps getting stuck on that white screen. Like I don't know what happens. I don't know if it's because it's frozen or whatever. Like I rebooted it a second time and it got stuck at the same place. So I have was you, yeah. Out of curiosity, have you tried other Proton versions? No. Try launching it with like okay. I'll send you, we, we wrote, or I wrote, a guide about uh, this community-based version of the Proton compatibility layer that could fix it. So I'll, okay. I'll send that over to you afterwards. But, Appreciate it. Um, I, think it w- I think it would work. It's helped a lot with like cutscene issues. If you ever play a game and there's, and there's supposed to be a cutscene, but instead it's like one of those old uh, like rainbow CRT screens, mm-hmm. this the Proton GE usually fixes it. So you must be it because I think that kind of was what it was. I think it was supposed to be a cutscene um, mm-hmm. or tr- a transition of some sort. So that's awesome because again, if really great games can play well, like like um, uh, Resident Evil Three on the Steam Deck, they can run Romancevania. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't see why they wouldn't be able to. So I'll I'll, I'll send I'll send that over to you afterwards. Yay! So. Who knows? Stay tuned if I keep playing Romancevania. But Dead Cells Return to Castlevania, much better. Highly recommend. <laughs> um, and then what else? Still playing Hogwarts Legacy, even though I beat the main storyline. Um, as I sent a text to oh, that wrong side um, to you guys, I got the the art book and the making of in, in the mail today. Uh, Stephanie, did you see what they announced today, or that the, what they're releasing today? What? A, they're releasing a hardback special edition strategy guide. Really? Yeah. Is it's it by piggyback wild. or Dark Horse? I, I, it's probably by Dark Horse. I'm not 100% sure. I'm going to look it up, though, because it matches the art book, and I'm just... Hold on, I'm looking it up. Uh, I'm surprised. I have not heard of hardcover strategy guides in a long time. Like, it's yeah. been... It's been a hot minute since I've well, since I've paperback, even, the paperback. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Oh no! Oh, there we go. It's my uh, camera. It does that. Uh, the pa- the paperback guide is out now, and it's thirteen dollars. Wait, is it an official paperback guide? Because mm-hmm. I've bought paperback guides that weren't official, and I was very disappointed. Hogwarts Legacy, the official game guide, piggyback or er, <gasps> paperback, paperback. Oh. Sorry. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Who's publishing this? Because um, Piggyback's the one that did Breath the Breath of the Wild game guide, and even though Scholastic is publishing this, okay. Listen, uh, I'm all but... about game guides. I'm all about like that old school, like physical for the artwork and stuff. Yeah, but I they still, announced. I still... 
treasure my like the Zelda encyclopedia, the three edition. I have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Over there. I, tre- I treasure that. Yeah, let me see. They announced that they're releasing a, a hardback one, though. Okay. So. Well, but yeah, so um, because the game is just so huge, like I think you know, Hogwarts Legacy is just going to be a game that I will pick away at the side quests throughout the year. Um, but I did beat the main campaign because we're recording like a Boss Rush book club for it. So, <laughs> um, and then. I just played Bayonetta Origins, Cereza, and the Lost Demon today because the demo dropped today, and I actually went through the entire demo. So I got I got pulled into it to try because of the art style. It's very fairy tale storybook like with the watercolor pages. Um, it's more of an adventure puzzler, which is more my style than the traditional Bayonetta. Yeah, why not? And it's a demo. So the good news, it is pretty. Soundtrack's great. Um, the controls actually work pretty well. I was a little concerned about, because you control both Bayonetta and the demon at the same time. Uh, and I thought mm-hmm. that would be like a mind fuck, to be honest with you. But the way they is lay it, out the controls, it's not bad. You is know, it kind of like, like Astral Chain? Yeah. How what? Kind of like Astral Chain in that sense? Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would say it's like I was going to say, you know, another great game uses that control scheme is Astral Chain. <laughs> Yeah, um, but the the downside is, and I know what I think it's just comes with the, the genre that it is. It, it's very slow paced. Like Bayonetta kind of moves a little slow. Like there's no sprint. Like I like to, I don't know, move fast. And you know, there's a lady that's narrating the story while you're playing, which is great. But at the same time, I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. So it's a bit of a slow burn for me uh and i kind of found myself like waiting around kind of losing my patience which could be my fault as a you know result of kind of our generation our day and age where we want everything to be like super fast and quick but i did go from maybe buying this game to probably buying this game which is a good thing where it's moving in the right direction but again it's you know with so many great games coming out like the competition because it releases March seventeenth. The competition is RE four, which is the following week. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as RE four comes out, no offense, Bayonetta. Like clearly, there's a yeah. Also, our next book club game, so that probably takes priority. <laughs> probably, but but you know, I still encourage for those that have the Nintendo Switch to take advantage of the demo for, for Bayonetta origins. It's one of those things where you're not really going to understand if you're going to like it or not, unless you play it, because it's a game that's not like the original titles, Bayonetta one through three, which is kind of a curious choice, right? Because I feel like fans of the Bayonetta franchise, they're not going to like this. It's a completely different game style gameplay. I just don't, don't see it unless they love the franchise so much. They're willing to kind of overlook. It's a, pacing is different the pacing is mm-hmm. whatever so i'm not sure yeah yeah I saw, the preview. I saw the preview for it and i was like nah not my thing yeah <laughs> well mean, they're really trying to sell the difference though I, I mean everything they've shown they're like this is they've literally said this isn't a you know like the other bayonetta games it's a you know it's a weird spinoff right i mean I don't know. Right. No, it's true. I mean, this is why I gravitate toward because they probably targeted me, the person that doesn't usually play Bayonetta, but I like the storybook and narrative, blah, blah, blah. But like, what happens after that? Is this just a one-off? Because I hate to say it, 
even if I like Bayonetta Origins, it's probably not going to change my mind about the type of game the regular Bayonetta is, which just happens mm-hmm. to not be my taste. I'm not going to magically like it all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, which isn't a, a crit- crit- criticism. I mean, if they put out a well-designed, well-run, beautiful game, then that's great. I just I don't know how successful commercially it's going to be. Yeah, I I wonder. Uh, Platinum <laughs> Platinum just need something by the way talking about it talk about a series that would really <laughs> benefit from not being on switch probably bayonetta man yeah bayonetta 3 <laughs> the character models look great but the environments look like man somebody put some ps2 on my switch i think so well hopefully hopefully they'll be able to do something kind of like what no more heroes did where three was three mm-hmm. was a switch exclusive for a bit and now it's on pc mm-hmm. hopefully they'd be able to do something like that, that that's going to be a tough one just because nintendo yeah yeah when it comes wonder, to being but i would love to see something like that yeah that's probably a situation where sega would probably have to buy nintendo out of the contract at some point because sega Which, technically who knows still owns the ip happen. yeah we have, who knows if that'll happen yeah, but uh, I'm really proud of myself. I'm actually playing a, a lot and diverse group of games where, you know, I don't know, for the past year, it's always been like, I'm playing this one game. I'm playing this one game. So that's what I've been playing. Nice. Laron. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm fine. Well, I'm on the I'm on the final boss for, for Dead Space. So there, we made it. We made it, and as soon as I beat the as soon as I beat the boss, I'm going right back into New Game Plus. So there's that. Uh, the game's been a lot of fun. I've I've enjoyed it. Um, I have also I have been like taking my dear sweet time because like uh, there's so much there's so much new stuff to the game. Uh, you know, it being a remake, like the game is the the game is still the game, but at the same time, there's so much new stuff. Like you know, like uh, one thing uh, I wasn't aware of, like you know, like because now you get to backtrack. Like, you know, like you can clear out Necromorphs. That doesn't mean like there still won't be Necromorphs in that area when you come back. Like they, oh. they, it's not like respawns. It's new deck. It's new Necromorphs. So like it's, it's a thing. So, you know, like it triggers me. So yeah, there's that, but you know, I'm finally at the end of the game, you know, now. So I get to see the original ending before I go play new game plus and see the new ending, you know, that, that they have in store. Yes. Uh, been playing a lot of Mario and Luigi on the um on on the on the Game Boy Advance uh Switch side. Um, I gotta say, like a uh, Game Boy Advance, like Corey, Stephanie, you guys know, like I was, I was, I was, I was begging for Game Boy Advance to hit the Switch. So like I'm enjoying it right now, and unfortunately, like Metroid Metroid Fusion still ain't there. So yeah, it was there for me um, when I just turned it on. You got to scroll all the way to the top. I it's- will. I, I will I will I will hurt you. Wow. <laughs> I will hurt you. Laurent, if it's there, why, you have to buy me a Steam Deck. Why are you why are you gaslighting <laughs> me? Okay, all right, here, 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 here we go. Here here we go. You gotta scroll all the way here to the go. top and say there's scroll. something new to play. And then you hit I am, a. I am scrolling all the way to the top. Are you connected to the internet? Yes. Did you do the <laughs> console update? Console update? Yes, the update to the console. Are you new here? <laughs> Obviously, I'm new to the Switch. Ugh. Console update. Yeah. Why would it be a console? Like, the thing there just was had a one console two... update. Yes, the thing just had a console update yesterday. Yeah, like two days ago. But yeah, 
I don't I don't know, man. Your system is up, your system is up to date. Great. Did you download the GBA update? Or did you just hit start software? I hit start. Wait, it didn't tell me there was a it didn't tell me there was an update for that software for the, for the software. Oh, I have mine to ask me automatically. Options, options, software update via internet. <laughs> I think we might crack the case. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that thunk you heard was just me dropping my switch. Yes, it was. <laughs> you know, Leron, if you had a Steam Deck, you probably could have been playing Metroid Ooh. Fusion a year ago. Uh, emulation is pretty yeah, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Because because uh, you because everybody knows here, I jailbreak all my handhelds anyway. Like I, I, the only reason why I haven't jailbroken my Switch yet is because I'm like, you know, I should get a second Switch before I jailbreak this one. <laughs> That's what I did. I have I have my original Switch that's jailbroken. Then I have the OLED. Mm-hmm. It is the yeah. same thing. Yeah, I have see, my launch Switch downstairs. See, jailbreaking the original Switch was not a reason enough for me to get the OLED. <laughs> Man, no, the the screen was my go. As soon as they said it was OLED, I was I was convinced. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that would stop me from OLED. I mean, yeah, I'm 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 an, I'm an OLED guy myself. Yeah, um, but. Uh, I don't know why I just haven't. I, I don't know. Like, it's just one of those things like, you know, like, should I? I, I don't know. Like, I probably will. At the, you know? I mean, at this point, man, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I will probably get another switch as soon as the next console is announced just to keep in the box until, you know, you know, See, I like to have a fresh a- console. That's the thing, and I don't, and and you know, like, uh, like, why is there, why is there an extra like ten, twenty dollars, like for the for the for the Splatoon version? I don't, I, I don't understand why, 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 the, why it, the extra money? Because it's, it's purple edition. and yellow and translucent, and it's got all the cool Splatoon things on it. That's mm-hmm. twenty dollars worth of work they had to do that console. They had little kids in China chisel those out. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he said it. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> then the twenty dollars goes for the year's worth of food that they give them. Oh jeez! Oh my god! <laughs> now I'm just sad. Can we move on, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all I've been playing. Like, uh, like I will probably be. I will probably be in my bed playing Metroid Fusion when when we end the show tonight. So there, there's that. Oh, man. Oh, and it updated. Yep. Is it there? Here we. Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold oh. on! Hold on! A live, oh. a live read at Laron's. <laughs> this is like oh there's something new to play uh-huh. <laughs> this is you know so that you might know be what, it you know what? this this is boss rush history right here because i've i've displayed so much switch time on yeah. any of, a, of the boss rush podcast you know like uh new uh you better you better give me my damn game I no I... I don't want to play mario 3 why not it's a great game <laughs> shame that's not what i'm here for game boy advance version is a great version there we go got it <laughs> there you go good job Laron. proud of you okay you did all right it. all right signing off <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing i'm just playing yeah it's metroid 4 though come on that's fair <laughs> all right all right um, yeah but that's 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 all that's all i've been playing um like i like i i did download some updates for monster hunter rise because i didn't need to get back on that like a friend of mine a friend of mine is started has started gloating that he's catching up to me he was like hey what what master rank are you i'm like oh master rank 151 he's like oh oh never mind never mind <laughs> <laughs> like, i could have already been master rank 200 if i hadn't stopped playing it for, to play dead space 
well, for me, I've been playing more Hogwarts Legacy. I need to stop dicking around and just finish the game because I yes, get I get so distracted. I have like 20 side missions. I'm like, well, I'm going to go follow Sebastian down here and go. And then, you know, like I, I'm like, no, follow the yellow stuff and you'll do the main missions. Follow the yellow stuff. Wow, that does the, not the even infam- sound. I know, the I don't. infamous phrase. Yep, that's uh-huh. the title of the episode, the yellow stuff. Follow the yellow stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I I've just, I love the game. I just, I wish I had more time to do all the side stuff before, before book club next week or two weeks, whenever, one of these days. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, I'm just I'm so in love with the game. And when I finish the game and want to go, I want to go back and do the side stuff and, you know, kind of wrap it up. Uh, Mm -hmm. Nothing really new to say, though, really. Uh, I've also been playing Disney Dreamlight Valley. Everybody. This great game. No way. Yeah. Let me tell you, I have nine best friends now. Hold up. Yep. Nine? Yep. That's like nine more than I have in real life. I know. No if way. you get t- if you get t- 15 best friends, you get an achievement on Xbox. Okay. Oh, hold so. on. Let me give me a second. I need to download Disney Dreamlight Valley. Yes. <laughs> See? Talk them into it. Uh nothing really need to report there though. I just it's my I'm gonna play a half hour before to go to bed and then it's two o'clock in the morning you're like i wonder why i'm so tired the next morning for work it's Uh, a guilty pleasure it is oh my gosh so i'm i'm literally farming the system like i've i've found the most uh like the cheapest plant that you can sell for the most amount of money and i've just Mm -hmm. created this big plot of land and i'm just i'm just gaining coins and gaining coins and gaining coins i've updated i've updated moana's boat so she can go fish for me I've updated Scrooge's store all the way. I've updated Remy's restaurant all the way, and I've updated my house all the way. Now I just got to unlock all of Goofy's little stupid carts. Man, so you're all set. I am. Uh, <laughs> so I've been playing that, but the the big thing, obviously, Destiny Two, Lightfall, the second story mission uh, for the season was released yesterday. It's very good, but the thing everybody's talking about is the secret mission that also was revealed today. And boy, do you get a really cool exotic glaive out of that. Um, for those who don't know, it's like this big long staff thing that you can shoot stuff out of. It's kind of cool. It's a melee and a uh, projectile weapon. And uh, yeah, it's super cool. I don't really want to ruin it for anybody because I know a lot of people who listen to Tower Casuals also listen to this and haven't played it yet, judging by the Discord. Uh, but that mission is super cool. It's super, it's it's one of the better missions that they've done in a while, probably since like Presage or um, the Outbreak Perfected mission, which was super cool also. Uh, I got to give it to Bungie, man. They really, I know the the campaign was kind of, underwhelming for me but the seasonal stuff really good really good so i'm still kind of worried how they're going to wrap up the story in a year though but that's just me because they keep they keep opening new threads (laughs) to the story 
Well, is it possible that they're going to lead use those threads and kind of lean into the sequel? I I mean that's that's some of the theory. Some like they're gonna leave some of the threads open to kind of continue after Final Shape, but also like the raid is gonna answer a lot of these questions and it's just like I'm just like, oh my gosh, what's what's happening here? I don't I don't know why you're opening so many story threads now. Just stop. <laughs> Let's tie up this one before you start a new one. They're gluttons for punishment. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. Neo Muna is such a cool space, too. I love the colors and I love the Vex network that you kind of go into. Uh, it's cool because you kind of go into like this digitized space and it's all these blue and greens and bright pinks and kind of like Tron-esque areas. Super cool. So, but that's, that's kind of all I've been playing. I should probably play something new by next week. I know a lot of people are tired of hearing about destiny and probably Hogwarts legacy at this point, but we're playing what we're playing guys. You can't help. Exactly. It. Okay. Well, you enjoy what you enjoy. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I know. Plus like I might take power block off this weekend so I can play some other stuff. We'll see. We'll see. You know, despite what everybody thinks, if you're an adult, especially adult with kids, not necessarily you have to have kids, but just adulting plus or minus kids. There's a lot of stuff that we have to do during the day, aside from gaming. Sad true. truth, mm-hmm. but it's That's the true. Truth. Uh, yeah. Yep. I and worked also, for 11. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I worked for 11 hours today because there's Gross. an event this week. Gross. And when there's an event, I have to work my normal time. Plus the event is out West. Mm. And so I have oh. to work on event time. And the last presentation didn't end until 7.15. And I'm the social media person for the event. So, you know. That sounds like a nightmare. Oh, it's really fun, I, actually. But I, it's I, just, I, my point is, like, it's a long day. Oh, yeah, no. I, I think we all have those. Like, I, I work in my full-time job almost every day, like, eight and a half, nine hours. And then I come home and I'm just writing. Yeah. That's I don't, I don't really use free time. Like, I'm lucky I don't have kids or anything like that right now. But... Like there's just so much I have to do and then upkeep for my house and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Pro tip. If you want to do creative stuff, don't have children. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Shoot. Don't, don't have, don't Live have alone. a life. Live alone. Don't have a life. Don't have a life. <laughs> yeah. Who needs no, a I'm, life? I'm for, I'm, I'm for real. Like, I feel like, I feel like with, uh, with my schedule and stuff, like, okay, so I work, uh, you know, and I work, and I work, a, I work a typical job. I work a nine to five. Like, you know, like, uh, my mm-hmm. job doesn't, my job doesn't demand a lot from me, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm IT, I'm tech, you know, like, like maybe like once a month do I get a headache from my job, you know, like, yeah, my job is stressing me out right now, but you know, like beyond that, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I do the job, but then the other crap that I have to do and the other and the other crap that I want to do, like, you know, like like podcasting and stuff and writing mm-hmm. for the boss Rush writing team, which I haven't done a done jack shit that since January. <laughs> I know. You know, like <laughs> like it's like, man, like and then you know, like and and there was like, well, Dead Space came out January uh, January twenty seventh. What is taking you so long to beat it? I'm like, uh I have shit to do and I yeah. have a relationship to cult uh, to cultivate. Yeah. <laughs> and priorities. Yeah, especially as an adult. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it makes and sense. It's not like my it's not like my significant other isn't a gamer, but I'm. But still, gotta make the time. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I there's a couple games I want to start. 
And I'll probably at least start one of them by next week. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, got some time. Also, I have to list all this stuff that's behind me that you can't see. So I can make some money. Also have like 50 Pokemon cards to put on that on that website that Stephanie told me about. So. See, at least you've been collecting crap to sell. Like I hear you and Stephanie talking about this now. I'm like, man, what the hell was I thinking? Not not collecting shit. Yeah. Just being a nerd and opening all this shit up. Like oh. <laughs> lame. Like like this jet fire transformer right here. <laughs> mm, I had that. Nice. I stole it from my cousin. And by stole it, I mean he left it at our house and I never gave it back. Mm-hmm. Or like this, like this Respect. Eagle Moss Pathfinder, like you know, like from from Star Trek. That's uh, right here. I got it. Uh, this whole box is Pokemon cards. So. What was I doing with my life? I could I could have just had like money just to just to just to. Yeah, but <laughs> it's hard to really tell what's going to actually become. A, you yeah. know, something yeah. that could sell. I mean, I thought Beanie Babies were going to be a big deal, and they know. were for about ten minutes. Well, okay, but different. Like it was a nice ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stephanie, this is the stack of cards that I'm putting on the website on that trader website. So we'll see. Good luck. I don't know. Maybe uh Hey, you just need a couple good hits. Like I said, two cards, four hundred dollars. That's all it takes. I know. I and there's about I think there's about forty five cards here. So There you plus, go. Plus three full starter sets from the original starter sets. Damn. That's good. So I kept a bunch, I gave a bunch of worthless ones to my nephews and some to my daughter, and the rest are goodbye. Speaking of goodbyes, I think we're going to get out of here. Uh, Noah, thank you. Yeah, I set it up. Yeah, I set it up that way. Noah, thank you for joining us tonight. This was a really great, not only informative episode, but just I, I, I am like really like I have the Steam Deck page opened up right now, and I just kind of like I'm looking at it, thinking like maybe, maybe. Just teasing himself. Well, if if you if you have any other future questions, and if any of you guys have any questions, just let me know. I'll give you my Discord. You can add me, ask me whatever you want to, and I'll I'll get back. I have no problem with that. Oh, thank you. We're so cool. grateful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want to you want to tell everybody where they can find you and and where to uh, find your website and all oh. that stuff. So, I mean, the main place you can find us is our websites, teamdeckhq.com, where that's where we post all of our articles, reviews, all of that. Um, social media-wise, we are most active on Twitter, and I'm the person that runs it, and that's why it's so active, because I don't know how to stop talking. So uh, that would probably be the, the safest bet. If you want to actually get in contact with us on social media, that's going to be the best way to do it. Um, we also have a Discord server where you're welcome to join. We always talk about Steam Deck stuff on there. We give away games, and it's just a good time overall. Um, just brought on two more moderators, so we plan to start hosting some more events on there leading up to uh, a decently big one at the end of the month that I can't talk about just yet, but I'm finalizing the details of uh, tonight. And th- those are going to be the main places you can find us. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, thanks again for taking the time to come hang out with us for 
couple hours or so. Uh, really sure. appreciate it. This is this is great. Uh, also, thanks Stephanie for finding such a great guest. Um, yeah. So I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to this episode of the boss rush podcast you can follow us on twitter at boss rush network at boss rush media and at boss rush podcast if you uh want to rate us on apple Podcasts or spotify that'd be great five stars please uh if not don't bother (laughs) um anyways i want to thank everybody for watching and or listening until next time we love you goodbye thank you for having me guys have a good one the Boss Rush Podcast is a product of Boss Rush Media, LLC, and is recorded from our headquarters in Akron, Ohio. This show is produced, written, and directed by me, Corey Dierig. My co-hosts are Stephanie Klimov, Laurent Dawkins, and Edward Barnell. You can find Stephanie at Klimov underscore author on Twitter and Instagram, as well as on the EXP cast. You can find Laurent at Exodus803 on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube, and also on Crossroads, the video game podcast. You can find Edward at that retro code on Twitter and Instagram, as well as hosting Nintendo Power Block. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at I am Corey in HD, and find me hosting Tower Casuals, the Destiny Podcast, and co-hosting Nintendo Power Block. Find the Boss Rush Podcast on all social media platforms at Boss Rush Podcast. You can also follow Boss Rush Media and Boss Rush Network on all major social media platforms. Join the Boss Rush Network Discord and Facebook groups to interact with other friends and fans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.